Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. All right, we got football to talk about. College, the NFL. We've got a lot of that coming up. Some small college football. Later on, we'll talk about Purdue. IU in the midst of a battle with Nebraska. The guy's got all that important info for you. Star of our show, Network Indiana's Brendan King. Coach, you are the man. Let's get a check-in right now from Lincoln, where it's 21-21 between Indiana and Nebraska. The third quarter is just getting started. Indiana's quarterback tonight, Connor Bazelak, 178 yards through the air. He has a touchdown pass that was to Emery Simmons, who had four snags for 50 yards in that first half. Let's see if the Hoosiers can win or can earn win number four. The Purdue Boilermakers, they defeat the number 21 Minnesota Golden Gophers. That's a 20-10 final up north. Purdue scored the game's final 10 points. The Boilers are 3-2. They had the return as well of Aiden O'Connell. O'Connell just short of 200 yards. No touchdown passes. He threw two picks, but all work on the ground. Devin Mockaby, the freshman, 11 carries, 112 yards, and a touchdown. Dylan Down also added a touchdown rush of his own. How about the Ball State Cardinals? The Cardinals are 2-3 and three after outlasting Northern Illinois in a 44-38 double overtime battle. Ball State over Northern Illinois in double OT. Remember Carson Steele from Center Grove? He is on a heck of a run right now for Ball State. 24 carries, 77 yards, three touchdowns for Carson Steele. His last three games before this? Three straight 100-plus rush yard days. John Paddock, Ball State's quarterback, also terrific. 403 yards, three touchdown passes. Notre Dame off this week. The Irish back in action in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium in the Stadium Series, or in the Shamrock Series, that is, next week against BYU. Other scores from around the state. Rose Holman defeats Anderson 45-7. Mount St. Joseph rocks Manchester 55-20. It was Franklin over Bluffton 37-27. Wabash 42, Wittenberg 35. Alma defeats Trine 40-21. Uindy all over Southwest Baptist 44-17. Elsewhere, Indiana Wesleyan 23, Concordia, Michigan 13. It was Siena Heights over St. Francis, 13-10. Marion crushes Taylor, 67-7. And tonight, DePaul over Denison, 17-13. Over to the Indianapolis Colts. Colts, Titans tomorrow afternoon. Lucas Oil Stadium, it's a 1 o'clock kick. Tennessee has won the last three matchups. Here's Frank Reich. No, there's no doubt they have they have had their way with us for you know like you said AC. I mean, um, it's not been it's not been good, uh, especially within your division. So we respect them. They're a good football team. They're well coached. Um, this is going to be a good battle. Now, Jonathan Taylor in both games last year against Tennessee was held under 75 yards on the ground. JT gave his preview heading into the ball game. Definitely a divisional opponent. They know that, that we like to establish the line of scrimmage. So being able to, to hone in and kind of own that and know, hey, we know what guys are going to do. We know that they, they don't want to let us get the ground game going. So just being able to take what they give us um, and just stick to it because eventually, you know, one's going to go and we'll get it rolling. Now it is of no. Julian Blackman will not play for the Colts. DeForest Buckner is questionable. Also is Shaquille Leonard. Let's close with some Major League Baseball scores. The Chicago Cubs win 
their sixth straight. They beat the Reds 2-1 to one at Wrigley. The Cubs closing out the season in positive fashion. Bottom eight, Brewers three, Marlins two. The Brewers competing for the NL wild card. Cardinals are blasting the Pirates 12-3 in the bottom of the eighth. Elsewhere, Astros two, Rays one in the ninth. White Sox eliminated from playoff contention. The Sox in San Diego tied with the Padres, one apiece in the bottom of the fifth inning. Yankees shut out the Orioles 8-0, and the Blue Jays topple the Red Sox 10-zip in Toronto. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back. Glad you could join us on Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, college football today. All right, Brendan King, I'm intrigued with the Ball State double overtime win over Northern Illinois. Walk me through how the Cardinals did this. This is great. I mean, who isn't intrigued at this rate, Coach? I mean, Ball State, that's an important win, 2-3 and three on the season now. They got Central Michigan on the road next yeah. week. So, yeah. I mean, hey, that sets up a big-time game next week up in Michigan. But, yeah, Coach, Ball State in double overtime, 44-38. to 38. And, Coach, look, I think everybody knew that he had a bright future when he did what he did at Center Grove. But Carson Steele is running like a man on a mission right now for the Cardinals. Three touchdown scores, mm-hmm. 77 yards. And again, mm-hmm. the three prior games that he played leading up to this one, he had 100 yards of right. rushing in each. So, I mean, Coach Carson <laughs> Steele, he is continu- right. to continuing what was uh, a Hall of Fame career at Center Grove into college, and uh, good for him. He earned every bit of it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, give me an update on the Hoosiers. What what what's up with them in Nebraska? Twenty-one, twenty-one, coach. Third quarter has about eleven minutes to go. Uh, it's a pretty good quarterback matchup. Casey Thompson, who is the transfer coming in from Texas, he's played all this year for Nebraska. And of course, the Cornhuskers, they've already fired Scott Frost this year. So that's a program in some right. disarray. But right. I thought it was cool. Our good buddy John Herrick, who now works on the IU radio network with Don Fisher, uh, he posted some video from Memorial Stadium. And I believe the number was they've sold out 300 and something straight ball games. So I actually had a friend that went to Nebraska. And uh, I've heard all about the tradition there. So that's at least good to see that even with the troubling times, Nebraska continues to pack their place. But, Coach, this is a game Indiana needs. You're 3-1, and and Nebraska's a team on their heels. They have been all year. They've already fired their coach. So this is one you just got to squeak out. He's Brendan King. You catch him every 15 minutes. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks so much for that. College football today. Marion University, 44-17 winners. Excuse me. Marion University, 67-7 winners over Taylor. Makes it a very happy homecoming at Marion. Mark Henninger joins me, the head coach of the Knights. Coach, congratulations on an impressive win today. Yeah, thanks. Uh, it, it, it really it really was um really happy with the win um you know it's uh we ended up played really well i mean we were you know focused and and we were able to execute and and um you know it's not you know taylor's one of those types of teams that um generally they don't make a lot of mistakes they force you to beat them and and you know so i was really happy with the way our guys played and and uh you know had a had a good day you know what? It's all. I'm sure you talk about this all the time. You want to try to get on the board first, and you know what? First, your first scores. You have eight plays, and and you're on the board, and you got to feel comfortable from there. Uh, the floodgates open up, but but it's how important is it to get that first score in in a ball game like this? It's emotional homecoming. Everybody's excited. All, a lot of a lot of things going on. I would think it's incredibly important to put that first score on the board. Very important. Yeah, very important. Sets the tone, really sets the tone for the entire day. I mean, our, our, 
you know, offensively, we, we converted, I think on the day we ended up, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of like nine or 12, uh, 10 or 12, something like that on third down. Um, and we converted on a couple third downs drive. And, um, you know, so, you know, again, you know, kind of the, the goal for us was, you know, to stay on schedule as an offense and, and, you know, not, not find yourself in a bunch of, you know, in a bunch of second and really longs, third and really longs. And, and we were able to do that, you know, and, and get into really, you know, a lot of third manageables and then, you know, had guys that stepped up and made plays, but yeah, I mean that, that opening drive, being able to take that thing right down and, and put points on the board and, and uh, you know, your, your defense walks out there for the first time with the lead. It, it, uh, it, it settles a lot of nerves and, you know, it's, it's way better than, you know, you walk out there and you go three and out on the first drive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, you, you know, we still, you know, I still think we're, we're still fairly young up front on the O line and, you know, it's, you know, like, you know, most often, you know, you, you roll into a game and, and, you know, teams are, you know, a lot of times teams are giving us, you know, a lot of looks that are different than something what we've seen on film. And so, um, you know, for our, and, and that happened again today, but our guys were able to go out and, you know, really adjust and handle it. And, um, you know, again, points, you know, points in a lead are huge uh, in a game like today. Hey, can you uh, hang on through this scoreboard update? I want to talk more about this win. Is that possible? Can you do that? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. All right. We'll, we'll come back and talk to Mark Henninger, the football coach at Marion. The Knights are nationally ranked in the NAIA. An impressive 67-7 win over Taylor today. Homecoming. Very happy for everybody. So we'll talk about more. Uh, talk more about Marion's football team. Scoreboard update coming up with Brendan King and then much more college football to come. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. It remains 21-21 in Lincoln, Indiana battling Nebraska tonight. Seven minutes and 40 seconds remain in the third quarter. The start of the second half, quite frankly, it has not been pretty. The team's exchanging punts as well as both clubs have thrown an interception. The quarterback matchup, Connor Bazelak for the Hoosiers, Casey Thompson, the Texas transfer into the Nebraska program for the Huskers. We'll keep you posted on what happens in Lincoln tonight. 21 all right now between the Hoosiers and the Huskers. Purdue defeating Minnesota earlier tonight. The number 21 Golden Gophers going down at home. A final of 22-10 the Devin Maccabee game, the freshman from Boonville, 11 carries, 112 yards, and a touchdown score for him. But again, the big story of the night in double overtime, Ball State outlasting Northern Illinois 44-38. to John Paddock, the Ball State quarterback, 400 yards through the air, three touchdown passes. Carson Steele scores three times on the ground for the Cardinals. It's the Colts and the Titans tomorrow afternoon from Lucas Oil Stadium. One o'clock kick, no Julian Blackman for the Colts. He will miss yet another game with that ankle injury. DeForest Buckner questionable. Also is Shaquille Leonard. Tennessee's injury report also does not look pretty. They'll be without linebacker Zach Cunningham, safety Imani Hooker, and wide receiver Cody Hollister is questionable. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. We rejoin Mark Henninger, the football coach at Marion University. The Knights today, 67-7 winners over Taylor. Coach, um, 
You talked about it, got a great start, and your defense comes in, gets a three and out. You put two on the board early. Um, you got to feel great about the kind of start your guys got. Yeah, again, really, really important to come out fast. And, and uh, you know, it's one of the things that we challenged them with before the game was, um, you know, can we can we come out and get on top of them fast? And we felt like if, if we're able to get up, you know, that, you know, Taylor's running the option and, and some stuff like that. And it's, it's hard for them to play from behind. So we felt like we could come out and get up on them. Um, and then, uh, you know, we obviously have a much better chance, you know, so, um, but, you know, again, guys did it, you know, you look at it, I think we, you know, we were, um, you know, the, the two things, one was, can we come out and start fast? The second one is, you know, we, we felt like we were going to have fewer possessions today just because, you know, the style of offense that they run, the clock's going to run more, uh, they're going to shorten the game. And, and, um, you know, we need to make sure we were efficient with our, with our possessions and, you know, you go back and, you know, you look at the, the drive summary at the end of the game, we scored and, you know, we had a touchdown every possession today, didn't punt once. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we are, our one possession we didn't get points with, you know, we missed a field goal. So, um, you know, pretty good day. Pretty good day. Once again, over 500 yards on total offense, third time, all your 535, your quarterback bungalow throws again for 252 and a couple of scores. He's just having a, a tremendous year to this point, is he not? Yeah, he's he's really done a great job. He's just kind of settled in that you know and today his numbers would have been a lot better today, but you know there was there was a decent wind coming from behind and, and he ended up overthrowing a couple guys early that you know I think it took him a, a while to get settled in and you know kind of figure out. You know, hey, if I'm throwing this way versus throwing that way, but he, uh, yeah, he's he's really you know settled down. You know, they, I think the game slowed down for him a little bit, and you know, he's just really he focused a lot over the summertime on on just improving his accuracy, and that's one thing that he's you know he's really making good decisions back there, and and you know he's throwing the ball accurately, and and our receivers you know are doing a great job of going up and getting it. You've got a, uh, a stable of solid uh, receivers, great running backs. Your depth is impressive. The reason why you're ranked in the uh, top ten in the NAI right now. Yeah, we've done a you know we've really done a great job you know there. I, I think uh, you know we we do have terrific depth right now. We've got um, you know and you know one of the things that we were looking at you know with our um, you know, just some, some veteran guys. You've got, you know, some guys back that, you know, that were out last year with injuries and, and uh, you know, those guys are all back right now and playing well. And, and uh, you know, so it's just been, you know, this, this group's just a lot of fun to coach. You know, I mean, they, um, you know, they compete and, and, you know, they, they, you know, they do what you're asking them to do. And, you know, they're not, you know, they're not, they're not perfect, but, you know, they're guys, mm -hmm. you know, really enjoy competing. And, uh, you know, you can tell that, you know, they enjoy being coached and, and, you know, they, they just, they love playing the game with each other. So they're, you know, it's a lot of fun group. It's a really fun group to be around. All right. You're at home next week uh, against Indiana Wesleyan. I, I like this matchup. Number nine, Indiana Wesleyan comes in. It'll be a good one. You're honoring your uh, 15 years of football, uh, an emotional day for everybody. So that'll be a tremendous matchup next Saturday. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a heck of a football game. You know, again, just uh, you know, Indiana right now is is loaded with great small college football, and, and 
you right. know, these are two of the best teams going at it. Right. It'll be it'll be an electric atmosphere. We're you know we're honoring. It's been ten years since our, since our first national championship team. So they've kind of invited this group back and and uh yeah i think it'll be it'll be an electric atmosphere it's a really good football team that's coming into town and you know we'll have to play well to win and um you know it's like we're we've kind of hit that point in our schedule where you know we've we have an extremely tough schedule we're getting to that point now where um you know it's it's uh it's the meat for sure the meat of the schedule is coming up and um and our starts you know all starts for us next week so you know we're <clears throat> got to have a great week and and uh, do a great job preparing and then you know when the opportunity strikes on Saturday night make sure we're ready Mark Henninger the head coach at Marion University they beat Taylor today 67-7 coach thanks for the call good luck next week yeah hey coach I appreciate it thanks for having us on you're welcome you're welcome thank you college football today just wrapped up not long ago Indiana State on the road uh, to Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa wins this one 20-14. Luke Martin joins me. What a tough loss for the Sycamores. They played very, very well in this game. This is a tough place to play, Luke. <laughs> it is, Coach. Thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, Sycamores tried the win in the Unidome for only the second time all time. The last win and the only win came in 1988. And that's when Coach Mal was a senior at Bloomington South. Just came up short. Really, the story of the game was Indiana State had five trips in the red zone and only one touchdown to account for it. Mm. Two missed field goals, made two, uh, just not enough touchdowns. Uh, and unfortunately, that that was the difference in the game at the end. Dante had a heck of a game. Gavin screws through the ball all over the field. They gave it all they could. Just unfortunately, in the end, came up a little bit short. You know what? It's hard to have that kind of history, too, but, but you're exactly right. You just see a certain resiliency, though, with this group. Uh, they, they come in there and you know, had, had the big win last week. They come in playing a team like a Northern Iowa. And um, it's a one-possession game. They have the opportunity to end and, and just uh, uh, get down to the 40 uh, on that last possession and uh, not able to, to score from there, turn it over. But uh, resiliency is part of what this team's about. Yeah, I mean, they had an onside kick, too, earlier in the half, Coach. It was a surprise onside after they pulled within 11. They got it. Uh, and got no points. <laughs> it's a field goal. Wow. Uh, which could have got them closer. So, I mean, they showed, they showed a lot of great resilience. Um, you know, that first half, just towards the end of the first half, they got down to the two-yard line and could not get a touchdown. Um, that really mm. seemed at that moment in the game that was really going to sway it the other way. And, look, Northern Iowa went up by two scores. It was 17-3. Could have very easily. Probably that's when maybe in the past the game gets out of hand. And we're saying woulda, shoulda, coulda. Still saying woulda, shoulda, coulda. But woulda, shoulda, coulda when you at least had the ball in your hands at the end on the last drive, having a chance to win. Uh, the part that just speaks is, you know, next week you welcome in the number one team in the country. So you just get no – no sort of break in the schedule at all after going to a place where you just don't play while you and I now have to come back home next week and face the number one bison. Well, you know what? Uh, it's just, again, the resiliency. The, yeah, I understand the bison are pretty good. They are every year. But uh, give me some guys who played well. Give me something positive to talk about in this thing. 
Dante Hendricks and Dakota Caton had two outstanding games. I mean, Dakota entered the day with three receptions on the year for nine yards. He had, I think it was just short of six, I think five receptions, nearly 65 yards. Just had really big catches at big moments. What can I say about Dante Hendricks? I feel like I talk about him every time on your show, Coach. Right. He just put the team on his back. I mean, he's our main target. Had almost 100 yards tonight. Had just, again, crucial catches and big moments. But defensively, Jeffrey Brown, the Fishers, Indiana product from Fishers High School, had two huge sacks that pushed Northern Iowa out of field goal range and forced them to have to make a deep throw, which turned into an interception by Rylan Cole. Um, Jeffrey had a really good night on the defensive side. Uh, and of course you do when you hold a team like Northern Iowa to just 20 points. So there's reasons to be optimistic. It's just this is a team that's young, uh, that has a good core. It's going to be around for a while. They're just tired of saying, what a should have, could have, coach. They want to be able to finally say that <laughs> they got it done. Uh, it just came up a little short. He's Luke Martin from the uh, Indiana State Radio Network. Sycamores lose in Northern Iowa 20-14 to 14 tonight. Luke, thanks. Be safe on the highway. Thanks for the call. Well, dude, Coach, got another four and a half hours. I'm back in paradise, so I appreciate the time. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks so much. Sober update coming up with the man, Brendan King. This is indiana sports talk we're going to the fourth quarter in lincoln i'm brendan king with this network indiana scoreboard update here on indiana sports talk 21 21 indiana and nebraska an important win on the line for the hoosiers they can improve their record to four and one and two and oh in the big 10 if they can outlast nebraska for just one more quarter through three connor Bayslack, 18 of 33 220 yard 210 yards He's got a touchdown and an interception. Casey Thompson for Nebraska, 177 yards through the air, also with a touchdown and a pick. We'll keep you posted more on things from Lincoln when that goes final. Taking a look at the big leagues, the Cubs over the Reds today, 2-1 to at Wrigley. Seiya Suzuki had a home run for the Cubs. Still going into the ninth inning, the Marlins are up on the Brewers 4-3. Bottom six in San Diego, the Padres lead the White Sox 3-1. to one. These games are all final. The Yankees shut out the Orioles 8-0. Aaron Judge is still at 61 home runs. Time for the American League single-season record with Roger Maris. And Judge running out of time for number 62. The Yankees have five more games remaining in the regular season, hosting Baltimore again tomorrow. The Nationals and the Phillies split a twin bill. Nationals over the Phillies 13-4. Then the Phillies get them back 8-2. Phillies hit five home runs in that game, too. Cardinals blast the Pirates 13-3, and the Astros edge the Rays 2-1 tonight. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. College football to date. Boilers grind one out. 20-10 winners over Minnesota. With me to talk about it from the Purdue Radio Network, our good friend Rob Blackman. This was a game. It was fun to watch, to be honest, Rob, because he came out and, and ran the ball. Uh, kudos to the defensive effort uh, and and just the way they played. I think this was an important win in the sense that they played well, they made the plays they needed to make, and they won a close game. They've been in, it seems like every time they play, it's a one-possession game, but today they were able to close it out. 
Yeah, think about, uh, well, Purdue's now played five games, and quite frankly, four of the five have been one-possession games right up until the very end of the game. Uh, so that's a good point by you. But you also, I thought you used a really good word, Bob, to start this uh, this interview. You talked about Purdue grinding one out. And it, it's been a while since we've seen Purdue grind one out. You know, they, they really, quite frankly, beat Minnesota uh, by out minnesota them, if that's even a word. I mean, uh, Purdue was able to you – know, right. <laughs> Purdue's able to control the line of scrimmage, which, you know, the last four – four times against Minnesota. That had not been the case. Minnesota had really bludgeoned Purdue with running the football and and really making plays defensively and, and, and making it a, a grinded out type of a, you know, old school Big Ten football game. And, and Purdue flipped the script on them today. I mean, you, you look at Minnesota, who came into this game the second best rushing team in the country, and they only had 47 yards rushing total. Now, I know that their top running back, right. Mohamed Ibrahim, was injured and out, but uh, still, that you know that that entire offensive line wasn't injured, and they're the guys that do most of the most of the heavy lifting for that offensive line for uh, for Minnesota offensively. So, uh, I, I, I thought Purdue just quite frankly beat Minnesota at their own game, and, and that was man, that was nice to see because typically Purdue, as you well know, Bob, if Purdue wins a Big Ten game, it's you know it's 45-35 or or 42 to to 30, right, something like right. that. Well, Purdue scores a bunch of points. That was. That was not the case today. Purdue was was ready to go defensively. Uh, they were stout defensively and offensively. They found a way to make just enough plays to win that game. Yeah, despite turning it over, um, they they're still able to win. Uh, and obviously, the, there's that downside to to it. But you're, you're exactly right defensively, and you see them all the time. But to me, they're just getting better and better. And I also think. If you're a defensive player at Purdue, you've heard everybody talk about how you guys haven't done things defensively. You you, you have a chip on your shoulder <laughs> talking about you're better than what everybody expects you to be. They came out there and showed it today. Yeah, and all the talk about, you know, is Minnesota going to just bludgeon Purdue in the running game, which is what, again, what they've done in the past under P.J. Fleck. And that defense right. certainly, they came ready to play today, and they came to make a statement that that's not was that was not what was going to happen, and, and certainly it didn't. You mentioned the turnovers. I mean, it's not often in a Big Ten road game you turn it over three times that you still win the game. No. Uh, now, on the, right. on the flip side, you know Purdue had three interceptions of its own, so that helped even that uh, that even that number out. But still, you turn it over three times on a road in a Big Ten game. It is very rare that you're going to win that game. So, again, that's just a tip of the cap to that just stick to itiveness of Purdue. To again, just to, you use the word grind it out, and I thought that's such a good word or a good phrase, grind it out, because that uh, that you and you also said it earlier. Uh, you and I were talking before we started the interview. Uh, you said you know that was not pretty and it wasn't pretty <laughs> again I, I keep no going not back. at all Purdue typically doesn't win ugly games so they, at least they haven't in the past but man this was an ugly one today in a lot of ways but Purdue found a way to win so that was uh and what a feather in the cap for Purdue now to beat what everyone considered to be the best team in the West division uh so now does that make Purdue the best team in the West is Purdue the team to beat and there's still a long way to go before we'll determine that but mm-hmm. I, I know the rest of the, the division at least they set up and t- uh, set up and take no- took notice today when Purdue beat Minnesota at Minnesota because that's, yeah. that's one of those that resonates across the entire conference so we have a new star in the making in Devin Mockaby. How about how about his fourth quarter performance? You know, this it breaks off a sixty-two yarder to basically seal the win. What a great day for this kid. 
I mean, what a story. True freshman, a walk-on from Boonville. Really, the Purdue coaches liked him more from what they saw during track and field when he was a state uh, qualifier in the hurdles than really what they liked mm-hmm. from the foot from a football perspective. They could just tell from track and field that he was an outstanding athlete. Um, I certainly don't think they thought he was going to play this much this early in the season, but you talk about it. I mean, he has 112 <laughs> yards. Uh, you know, what, and you mentioned what really was the game-deciding play, that, that long run late in the game. And here's a guy that, uh, look, Bob, quite frankly, um, is still probably too small to play in the Big Ten, at least on paper. Uh, Jeff Brom talked about that in our postgame interview with him. He said, you know, if you look at you look at him compared to the other running backs in the Big Ten, he, he does not pass the look test. But, man, he just finds a way to make plays. And as a, as a true freshman walk-on, oh, my goodness. And I, and I think it's also a testament right, to him. Right. You know, he, he fumbled the ball. He had a really big turnover early in the game in the first half where Purdue was driving a football. They were in Minnesota territory, and, and Mockaby fumbled the ball. On right. Short. You know, there's a lot of freshmen uh, around the country that, that would have just gone into a shell, quite frankly, and, and would not have continued to make plays or try to make plays even. But he really redeemed himself from that early fumble in the game. And, uh, again, what a story. I mean, a, a true freshman and a walk-on. But, man, and, and quite frankly, he doesn't pass the look test. But, man, he's making some plays right now for Purdue in that running back <laughs> run. Rob Black, we're talking about Purdue's win over Minnesota. It was good to have Aiden O'Connell back, even though he had a couple of turnovers, as we talked about in the first half. But his presence is incredibly important to that football team. And the way everybody points to him, we know he's the leader. And it's just great to have him back there. Yeah, and he wasn't great today. I think he'd be the first to tell you that. He looked a little rusty. He looked like a guy who had not played last week. Of course, he did not because of injury. Um, but, man, did he – I mean, that throw on the second-to-last drive for Purdue where they came away with a field goal to take the lead in the fourth quarter, uh, that throw he made to Charlie Jones, about, I think it's about a 35-yard play or so. Perfect. Um, that's, yeah. that's why you have yeah. Aiden O'Connell on your team. I mean, right, that, that's, it, he, he hadn't been great most of the game, but that was a great play. And those are the type of plays that sixth-year senior quarterbacks are supposed to make when the game is on the line. So uh, that was see, that, that's one of those where you look back and you say, you know, Aiden did not have a particularly good game, but when the chips were down and he had to make a play, he had to make a throw. Right. Uh, he de- he delivered, and, and that was that was a huge play in that game, especially there in the fourth quarter. It was massive. All right, so now sets the stage. Uh, Maryland next week. Um, again, there are no easy ones in this, but it's a dangerous Maryland team. But I think I have to think they're confident, have some momentum, feel good about where they are at this point in the Big Ten season. Yeah, and you know, Maryland had an impressive win today against Michigan State, uh, which, of course, Minnesota had just done last week. So Purdue plays back-to-back opponents right, and just come right. off games against Michigan State. But you know, Bob, when you and I talked way back in August, we were looking at the schedule, and I, we talked at the time how the month of October really was going to make or break Purdue season. You're playing four games in October. Three sure. of them are on the road. Um, and so Purdue has passed the first test. Of the four tests in October, Purdue passed test number one by winning at Minnesota today. But, uh, yeah, next Saturday will be another one of those major tests here in the month of October. And Maryland's playing well. I heard Mike Loxley, their coach, talking about after the game how he's really impressed with how they're playing defensively. So that's going to be a big challenge, another road game. But, uh, 
Uh, I, I, you said it. Uh, Purdue should be playing with a lot of confidence right now, and I would agree. I think Purdue is going to go into Maryland uh, next Saturday as, as a really confident ball club. He's Rob Blackman. You literally just got off an airplane. <laughs> and so we're, we're glad you took time, Rob. I appreciate it more than you know. Thanks so much, and go Boilers. All right, Bob. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot, Rob. Rob Blackman, Boilers with a very good win uh, over Minnesota on the road. Um, it's impressive. They, they, I, they did grind it out. They, they you know, ran the ball well. We talked about uh, Devin Lockman. What a what a just what a fantastic fourth quarter he had. So, Boilers with a win. Brendan King's going to update you on what's happening with the uh, Hoosiers uh, and their trip out to Nebraska. Want you to mark this on your calendar. This kind of sounds. You talk about the pairing show being hard to believe. It's coming up. How about the Pacers? First preseason game Wednesday, taking on the Hornets. Yes, it's that time of year. We'll come back. Short break after the scoreboard update. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Well, we mentioned it was 21-all after three quarters in Lincoln. Indiana and Nebraska, that score no longer. Nebraska with the first big blow of the fourth quarter. It's a touchdown pass from Casey Thompson to Trey Palmer for Nebraska. 71 yards downfield, and Nebraska leads 28 221 with a touch over 13 minutes to play in the fourth quarter. So the Hoosiers with the ball. Indiana will need a fourth quarter comeback if they want their fourth win of the season. The Indianapolis Colts tomorrow against the Tennessee Titans. Lucas Oil Stadium, a one o'clock kick. Let's see if the Colts can win back-to-back games. But again, no Julian Blackman for Indianapolis tomorrow. The talented safety continues to battle an ankle injury. DeForest Buckner is questionable, as is Shaquille Leonard. Jonathan Taylor back at practice this week after missing the initial practice of this week's slate. You heard Greg Rakestraw say earlier it was the first time that JT had missed a practice since high school. For the Titans, their injury report as well does have some names. Zach Cunningham, linebacker, is out, as is safety Amani Hooker. Wide receiver Cody Hollister is questionable for Tennessee tomorrow. It's the first of two games against the Titans this year. College football scores DePaul over Denison 17-13. Davidson shuts out Butler 31-0. And Northern Iowa gets by Indiana State 2014. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. We're talking football tonight. I want to remind everyone, a week from tomorrow night, that'll be the 9th of October, it's the pairings show for the IHSAA Football Championship. 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock, many of these same great stations will be a part of the IHSAA Champions Network. You can hear it on the, these great stations. You can watch the stream uh, also on the Champions Network. So whichever you prefer, I prefer you listen to us, get a chance to find out who's going to be playing whom. Paul Condry will be my broadcast partner, as he has for the last few years. And he'll join me later on tonight. He'll join me in the next hour, and we'll wrap up week number seven of the high school football season and turn our attention to week number eight. So 
Uh, yeah, we're coming up on it. Uh, as you know, the football championships are played during the uh, Thanksgiving holidays uh, at Lucas Oil Stadium. And if you haven't been, you ought to go. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's really a lot of fun. And so we'll be, we'll be doing that coming up very, very soon. Uh, as I mentioned before, we went into the school board update. Fantastic time of year. You think about it. You get college football in full swing, high school football getting ready for uh, their playoffs, if you will. NFL uh, in um, week number three. Uh, you also have, as I mentioned, the Pacers beginning their preseason work on Wednesday, the 5th against Charlotte. Um, so the NBA season just about ready uh, to get going. Um, Pacers continue to be, uh, I suppose, in, in discussions with the Lakers uh, about Westbrook and Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. You keep hearing about that, reading about it. You know, certainly that's part of life in the NBA. And so you, you got high school football, college football, the NFL, the NBA, uh, playoffs in baseball. Can't forget it. It's, um, yeah, if you're a sports fan, you have everything you could want. Uh, and if, you, you, if you're not happy, not excited about all of that, I'm not sure you can necessarily call yourself a sports fan. So um, that's what we're talking about throughout the rest of the night. I'm going to talk some college football. Congratulations again to the Boilermakers. Uh, it was a fun win. Uh, Aiden O'Connell back. Um, threw a couple of picks in the first half, settled down. They ran the ball extremely well. But the, the story of the day is defensively locking up Minnesota at Minnesota. Best rushing team in the conference. They allowed them to have 47 yards on the ground. So that's, that's how you win some football games. Take on Maryland next week. Uh, IU, as you heard, just gave up a touchdown. They're now down 28-21 in Nebraska. Uh, a winnable game. Um, so s still a lot of time left in this one. We'll try to get you a little post-game uh, report. Notre Dame with the weekend off. Uh, I think the story, though, of college football today, Ball State, double overtime win over Northern Illinois. Just a fantastic win for the, the Cardinals. Um a tough loss, obviously, uh, for um, uh, the, if IU loses, it'll be a tough loss without question. So we'll update you on some small college football. We've talked about uh, Marion's win, talked about Indiana State, even though it's not a small college. We talked about Indiana State's difficult loss on the road at Northern Iowa. So uh, we'll talk more about that next hour. We'll talk with Paul Condry about the week number seven in high school football. It's in the books now. Uh, some great matchups next weekend for week number eight. Uh, and it's, it's just a fun time of year. Weather's starting to change. So, yeah, high school football. Top of the hour scoreboard update coming up with Brendan King. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Brendan King. Doing the heavy lifting tonight. Brendan, update me on the, the Hoosiers. You, you said uh, that Nebraska got a touchdown, a little uh, big play. 
Uh, one of the things you have to try to avoid giving up, and so they now they find themselves trailing 28-21 in Lincoln, Nebraska. I think you got it down, Coach. Yeah, 71 yards, Casey Thompson to Trey Palmer in the fourth quarter. And, again, that's at the very start of the fourth mm. quarter, too. So one thing you just can't have if you're Tom Allen, you're down a touchdown, Nebraska has the ball back. Now there is time, 12.58 on the clock. But you give the Cornhuskers the ball back, they got a little juice now on their side, and – you know, they could punch one in again and just be up 14 like that. So, got to have a nice defensive stand here. Yeah, I mean, it's um, disappointing. You know, these are two teams not playing particularly well at this time. So, it's, you know, it's a thoroughly winnable game uh, for the Hoosiers. But there is good news. Boilermakers holding the uh, league-leading rushing team to 47 yards on the ground at Minnesota today. That's impressive. Monstrous, Coach. And you get a senior quarterback, a super senior quarterback in Tanner Morgan. You know, Tanner Morgan has been around the Big Ten a long time, Coach. He did not have a touchdown pass. He threw three picks. So I think the preparation that Jeff Brom and his team put in defensively to swat away Tanner Morgan and, as you said, only allow 47 rush yards. I mean, Coach, that's a W right there defensively. And you win the game by 10 as well. I mean, that's a nice little plane ride home. I imagine that would have been pretty fun. It's a great plane ride home. So uh, how did your dogs do at Davidson today? Not well, Coach. 31 nothing. Davidson shuts out Butler. So a uh, tough little stretch here for yeah, Butler. They had, to, uh, they had to go to number three, South Dakota State, and then they had to go to Davidson. Right, so right. That is not an easy two-week gauntlet. But, Yikes. hey, Pioneer League football, I mean, you uh, you got to schedule some pretty good non-conference. And then, you know, Pioneer League it is not easy as well. So they got Dayton next week at home. Big game coming up for the dogs. Yikes. Dayton, a perennial uh, power in, yeah. in that league, a tremendous football program. All right, next hour, you feel uh, like talking about the Colts a little bit, or you, you checked out on the Colts. You'll be working downtown, right? You, you'll be doing that uh, game day gig uh, uh, down in uh, in downtown Indy, correct, for our flagship stations, 93.5107.5 FM. You got it, Coach. little tailgate action on Georgia Street, and if those are listening around the Indianapolis area would like to join, we'll – Beyond Georgia Street, starting at 10 a.m., we'll take you to kickoff, and we'll get you ready for Colts-Titans. It's a big one. Are you signing autographs tomorrow? <laughs> you be all set? <laughs> no autograph policy on Georgia Street. Okay. How wild is Georgia Street on game day? It gets fun, Coach. I'll tell you what, later in the year, we're going to do a little Monday night football action on Georgia Street when the Colts play the Steelers, so... That's going to be a lot of fun. We had a little Thursday night football tailgate last year, so it is a good time. Speaking of good times, it's a good time to have you. Brendan King coming up with a top-of-the-hour scoreboard update on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.